I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. An excerpt from No One Asked for This by Kazi David. I never understood people advising others by saying... It's okay not to feel good all the time. Whoever said that wasn't okay? Who is so okay to the point where they need to be reminded that it's okay when they don't feel okay? When people reveal they get really bad anxiety, I'm dumbfounded because I've never not been anxious long enough to get anxiety. It doesn't leave, not ever. No one asked for this. It's available everywhere books and audiobooks are sold. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Welcome, everyone, to Collider Body Slam Smackdown Recap. Uh, I am John Roca. That is Ryan Satin of the Pro Wrestling Sheet and Collider. Uh, and we are breaking down every week Raw and Smackdown. This is our second one, Ryan. Raw was not that enjoyable, but Smackdown was a completely different experience. I, I'm just saying that right off the bat. What was your feelings about the show, brother, I, this okay, episode? So I literally just finished watching it right before we recorded. Oh, okay. And it... Put me in such a good mood. Yeah, right. I, it, Raw sucked this week. I mean, let's be honest. Raw, <laughs> now he's going to tell his truth. Raw, now, in comparison, <laughs> Raw sucked. Raw was not good this week. I, it wasn't an enjoyable program, in my opinion. And honestly, it, it was like night and day when it came to SmackDown this week. I mean, SmackDown mm-hmm. was so good. SmackDown was so entertaining. I enjoyed so many things. Uh, Storylines were progressed. Uh, SummerSlam was hyped. Uh, and 
That was probably the main event was probably the best SmackDown main event since the Superstar Shakeup. Probably right. I think that's a great point to make. I mean, it might even go f- further back on yeah. SmackDown than that, but I'm just, I'm just hedging my bets here. A I little think it's, bit. I think it's top five match of the year I, of the year pay per views included. To be honest with you, I'm gonna agree, Roka. Yeah, like, like that was, and I know we're gonna break we're gonna it down get to in it, full yeah. detail, but. That match was so enjoyable. Yeah. Like, we never get that on main roster yeah. Yeah. TV. I mean, sometimes we get it on pay-per-view, but even on pay-per-view, we don't always get that good of an emotional story that is told in a match. I mean, Absolutely. this was, you know, classic wrestling. Yeah. This, honestly, just this match alone made the whole show worth watching. There you go. It's well said. And we're going to break it down match by match. If this is your first time listening or watching this recap, that's what we do. Break it down match by match by match and then give our overall thoughts when it's done. So let's get into it. Randy Orton came out with his promo. He said his goal is to break down heroes, wipe away their identities, more than just wiping face paint off their, off their faces. And he wants to become so violent that people will change the channel. I've, this is so rare to see, a, 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 in essence, one of your main characters walk out and go, you know what I want you to do? I want you to not watch this show. I want you to be so messed up that you don't tune in so it affects our ratings. I thought <laughs> this was kind of interesting and it's, his whole basis is this lack of respect that he think he has, which is kind of legitimate if he listened to us last week. I was just going to say, I honestly, when I was watching, I was like, oh, crap. Was he listening to the show last week? I don't know, man. Because, you know, yeah, you know, we talked about it last week yeah. about, you know, how he can have every accolade in the world and for some reason there it just isn't something that clicks with me. But yeah. But, you know, I will say this much. As much as I harped on him last week and I harp on not being interested in Randy Orton, even though I know there are people who are interested in Randy yeah, Orton. Sure. Um, there, he does have a fan base. Uh, I felt like this promo was effective. Oh, I did. Don't, I, it was completely different from what my feeling was last week when he was done with his stuff. I really liked him this week, and I think if you if you're gonna make if you're gonna reinvent in essence Randy as a heel again, you've got to do something even more extremely extreme than you've done before. If he's gonna go past kicking people in the head and uh, being the legend killer, then you've got to bring another level to him. And if this is what he's going to do, if they're gonna let him go NWO style on the Rock crazy, then I'm down for it. I'm absolutely here for it and I will watch that because Randy is never better than when he's a heel and the fans love him the most I think when he's a heel so have him go this extreme bodes well and he's going to go after bigger fish than Jeff Hardy then at this point if he's going to be that kind of heel don't you think absolutely and I felt like this was just classic heel you know classic heel stuff I yeah. mean he grew up in the industry he knows yeah right what Gener- the third words, generation yeah, yeah what the words are that you're supposed to say to get the crowd <laughs> to boo you right. and even though it's stuff we've heard the lack of respect yeah. uh you know all his accolades you know they're, they're classic things that we every baby face says but that's what randy does i mean yeah. he takes things that are necessarily the most intricate thing like very basic things and does them well right. i mean that's why everyone says i mean you know that's why the old timers love him so much he does every little thing well you know yeah. he doesn't do things bad he yeah. even if you're not interested it's in true. him, he doesn't do anything bad yeah. and, and that's what this was you know um I even like them explaining the washing off the face paint. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I know that we laughed at it and the waterboarding thing, but it made, you know, in the overall scheme of things, it made sense. Yeah. You know, it makes sense. Uh, it explained something from last week. It furthered the Randy Orton character. I think uh, even if, you know, if you're someone like me who maybe doesn't necessarily find yourself interested in the things Randy Orton does, yeah. you can't deny that this was an effective segment. Uh, that was interesting to watch, and mm-hmm. you know it's Randy Orton doing his thing. Yeah, and we'll see where he goes from here because I think there is a, um, in essence, there's a void of a heel 
on SmackDown, like a really ultimate alpha heel, and he could fill that spot. And so now I'm I'm 180 from last week, and I'm excited to see. Now, if they blow this thing, then I'll be mad. But now I'm a little excited to see where he's going to go and, with it. And, and like you said, you know, I think that, you know, this will isn't just uh, centralized to this storyline. Right. I think this is going to be his thing going forward, the, the return to the legend killer, the anti-legend killer, yeah. as he said. Um, so I I could see this actually being an interesting thing that leads forward. You know, who... I'm trying to think though, you know, if he becomes number one face on SmackDown, yeah. Who is you know, who are some of the other ones that you think that he could go after that wouldn't necessarily be boring? Well, AJ. Him and AJ would be great. I mean, once Samo- have Samoa- they wrestled each other yet? I don't know. Samoa Joe, I don't remember if they have. They probably they might have, but I don't but I've Sa- locked some Randy Orton matches out of my head, <laughs> so I forget. Samoa Joe uh is great for what he does, but he's not an alpha heel leader. Yeah. Randy can be an alpha heel leader because he comes out of nowhere. Samoa Joe's good at what he does, but the less of Joe, the better, whereas Randy can actually have vignettes and do all these kinds of things where he isn't one note. And I think that's where his uh, real gift is, Randy, for having been so many years on the on the WWE side of the business, not the independent side, on the WWE side of the business. So I think it's certainly possible he's going to fill yeah. that void. I mean, it's going to be hard for Randy Orton to top some of the things he's done in the Plus past. He's the look. He's does have look, a look, right? Although Samoa Joe, no, no, no we're not bashing Samoa I know, Joe. No, I know, but we're and we're going to do it later. Yeah. I think efforts are being made to help Samoa Joe in Good. that category, which I think we which we'll discuss when yeah. we get to his stuff later on. But uh, but I do like that you know Joe and Randy Orton. I think they make sense for the top heels yeah. on the show right now. Yeah, agreed. All right, we move on to uh, the Charlotte apologized to Becky Lynch. Said that then a tag match is set up for later on. With the Iconics, for some reason, and then they uh, cut the promo. I then can't they- wait to get to this women's tag match <laughs> because I love the Iconics. You don't like them. I really just I do not like them. Not Iconics. even the not, character. Not, not even. Not even like look, the, the these, promo that that was before. Yeah, there was a promo before when they're walking down the ramp. You mean? No, because yeah. because t- if the audience is going to turn on you and go boring, chanting boring, and I those ladies respect those ladies. I know it's tough to get over with the fans and do a gimmick, and you're handed a gimmick. You got to make it work, and I think they were making it work initially. But I think where WWE messed up being created is they keep having them lose. So their gimmick means nothing True. because they're not following through or backing up their talk, even by like the skin of their teeth, or like Carmella does with these like kind of janky wins. They, they're not giving them any really janky wins. They're sure. using them to get everybody else over, and I think that's dangerous. And their wrestling abilities are being exposed to a degree in these in these matches because they're missing spots or they're late to spots or they don't look believable in some of these moves. So I think that's the thing. But their 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 gimmick has been the same. There's nothing new to their gimmick. Oh, Becky and Charlotte Shadow. I've heard that 3,500 times from them. <laughs> the problem is when the crowd starts to turn on you organically, I think that's dangerous. They didn't chant like, boo, they were saying boring, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because you know, I, I, I oftentimes, and I think a lot of wrestling fans, always, wrestling fans always find themselves on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to yeah. certain wrestlers. Like a lot, That's what makes wrestling fun sometimes. Of course. Like, some people are just like super against someone, and some people are super into that same person, and that's, what, you know, that's obviously what makes wrestling fun. Yeah. Uh, but I, I laughed while watching SmackDown this week because I, I, was, you know, I was watching this segment, and I was laughing at everything they were saying. Like I was entertained by it. Okay. I was cracking. I was entertained. And then all of a sudden, the crowd started chanting "boring," they and I was did. like, "Wait, that's not that's not a boo. That's a boring. Chant. That's yeah. like a totally different thing." Because at first, I at first I tried to like in my head, I tried to reason with myself, and I was like, "Well, they're bad guys, so yeah, they'll chant boring because like they're bad guys." And I was like, 
no, they're not. They're just not enjoying this. They're actually chanting boring at these people. And it did. Mm-hmm. It you know it got me thinking about them because, you know, I I I do enjoy them. Yeah, I think their gimmick could absolutely work, Ryan. The problem is they're not giving them victories to build upon the yeah, gimmick. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like Mean Girls without being winners. Yes. You know, they're mean girls that are losers, so that doesn't really necessarily in essence make sense. Right. They're not even rolling and interfering in other people's matches. And they, they should have the advantage because there's two of them, yeah. and a lot of times there's one girl that they're up against. You'd think they'd be able to work their right. way around that. Right. Yeah, I could see, I mean, I could see that. I could definitely see, yeah, I could see where people are disliking them. Yeah. You know, I think... I, <laughs> I don't think it's anything to do with their performances. No, I think they're doing everything they can with yeah, it. Yeah, no, because I, I mean, like, their promos make me personally laugh. Like, yeah. I liked, I like them kind of like acting like surprised about certain things and being yeah. like really high and mighty above it. But I can also see what you're saying. You know, the lack of wins really does hurt people. We talked about yeah. that on Raw this week when we've mentioned like the authors of pain and, right. and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I, I guess I see that, that helps me understand why people dislike her yeah. a little more because they are, you know, they're not like Carmella where Carmella has, you know, been wrestling. I think Carmella's wrestling a bit. Yeah. Well, no, because I think they're kind of similar in ability. Similar. Yeah, they're kind of similar in ability. Yeah. Like Becky Lynch and Charlotte are carrying this ma- that match. They carried absolutely. that match. Yes, absolutely. And, and I, I, nothing, I, I think they just need a little more time, these ladies, to get up there in terms of skill level. They've all been wrestling for a while, so it's not like they just picked it up yesterday. Yeah. They have good uh, skill level. I just think, for me, they're not uh, 100% there where Charlotte is or where Becky is. Some people are just natural. Charlotte was a natural. And I think that's where you get the gifts, or, or Sasha, or, or even Bailey to a degree, and certainly Becky Lynch. Uh, I just think they have to get there in order to, to, to have great matches with them. And they have to win. Like they, That's the thing. Eventually, you just become nothing if you just keep losing. Yeah, but losing. at the same time, like imagine... And their if, gimmick was great at the beginning. But, I, I loved it. But imagine if they were beating the likes of Becky and Charlotte. Like, yes, it would do well for their credibility, but at the same right. time, I feel like... People like you, yeah. who are don't like, right, are gonna right. be like, what the hell? Like that's yeah. bullshit. Like why? What are they doing? And they might resent them even more. Right. But you know, but in the case of that, you're kind of screwed whether you do or don't. I think your point is good though, uh, Ryan. Is that if they could, they should win these occasional singles matches by cheating. Yes, because they could They're work heels. together. Yes. that would work. That would make sense to me. Yeah, and 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 Becky can Becky at the time was taking way too many losses. Now she's winning. So, but Charlotte. Or some of the other could take a loss by DQ or by whatever. You can make that happen. I, I mean, th- you could have them beat the likes of Naomi, the likes right, of Lana, right. the likes of stuff like that. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't hurt anyone wouldn't. if they do that. It would only help them. Right. Uh, it would also give them the experience on, on on you know winning main roster matches and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I agree with you in that. Sense. I think we're on the same page there. Yeah. You know, something I did. I love, want it to work. I just want to make sure if they're in, just in case they watch or listen to us, right? I don't want those ladies from the Iconics getting mad at me. I want their thing to work. I just don't think it is working right now. Um, you know, something. I did enjoy in that tag match mm-hmm. was, you know, we, we've been discussing what well, we discussed last week. It's only been one episode, I guess, but yeah. we, we were talking about, uh, and Roka, you and I have discussed in the office, just the two of us about the, how, it lo- you know, one of them is going to turn Charlotte or Becky. Oh, sure. And this it's episode very, very much yeah. telegraphed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing in this match, cause you know, there was the, there was the segment backstage beforehand mm-hmm. where, where, uh, there was kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, it's okay, type right. thing. And they kind of touched on it initially for the first time tonight, but they touched on it multiple times throughout the show as yes. a running thread. But in this match, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't zero in on it as uh-huh. much, but uh-huh. it was something I noticed just while watching is when, they, when Charlotte tagged herself yeah. in at the end, yeah. and first it was Carmella who pointed it out. Carmella yes. goes like, said something along the lines of like, oh, Charlotte trying to steal the show again. Mm-hmm. 
and then Charlotte won. And if you look in the background, Becky was sitting in the corner yeah. with like a pissed off look on her face that Charlotte kind of stole her thunder. Right. Even though you know she wasn't necessarily going to win it right there, Charlotte was clearly trying to help. Um, but the announcers didn't point it out, and yeah. I, I I liked that almost. It was kind of yeah. like a subtle like if you were paying attention, you noticed the angry look Becky had in her face. Yeah, and if you follow Becky on uh, on Instagram, which you should, that was part of her Instagram story. Oh, was it? Because I haven't. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. She, I haven't watched she it today. She put a picture where she goes, uh, "I don't know exactly what happened. I don't Ooh. know." Exactly. Two pictures where back to back where it says, "I don't know what happened, but we won." Ooh. And then the picture of her is like. As she's like, as Charlotte is holding her hand up, her face is more like. Mm. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, yeah. when and she had her, she, she was kind of like had like. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and then later we get the promo, which we we could jump to now. I guess the, 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 where they're walking back, and, and Charlotte's like, "Oh, it's great. We were working together, like team." Blah, blah. She's like, yeah, yeah, that was really great. But come a few days from now, or a couple weeks from now, all that's got to stop. We got to really do this thing, and you could. T- and then the tea thing, which I always thought was weird. Hand <laughs> me too. I thing, never liked it. I've never liked it. So the tea thing, but you could tell there was more. The camera lingered on them a little bit longer. So yeah, are you I, still of the camp that you think Charlotte's going to? Yeah, turn? I think Charlotte's. You think they're, they're they're because Charlotte tapped her first. Okay. Or Beck, if Becky turns now, it'll she's going to turn out of frustration, out of not wanting to be in her shadow. So it may not be a. A full heel turn, but it'll be a heel turn. It just won't be full on like wearing black, the old school heel turn of wearing black and being evil. <laughs> I think it's more a matter of a Roman Reigns heel turn. Yeah, yeah, Roman. It's more a matter well, of like I guess Roman Reigns isn't technically a heel, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah some fans would like it, but I, I, <laughs> I feel like more like he'll t- she'll turn in a way of like I'm tired of being second fiddle or being behind you. Yeah, the fourth horsewoman. Yes, I want to be my own thing and blah blah blah. So that could happen. I think that I don't think she turned full heel, but it could be like her own campaign, lone wolf type thing. See. My, my, I would like them eventually. Here's my issue with yeah. Becky turning. As much as I think it's going to happen, here's what's wrong with either of them turning. Yeah, sure, sure. Is that I feel like we still need to get the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match. Sure, That's sure. why Jessamine, Duke, and Marina Shafir were signed. You yeah. know, obviously they still want them around for the four horsewomen, you know, concept, but. That's something everyone wants to see. Right. A lot of people want to see. I guess I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people want to see. Um, if you break, if, if there's, you know, if ba- Bailey or Sasha or mm-hmm. Becky or Charlotte for real turn on each other, then I feel like we can't get that, you know? Well, and, and what was great, Ryan, is, and this is interesting you bring this up, Becky referenced Bailey and Sasha. I know. So, so is Becky going to turn or is Charlotte going to turn? I like that they had it play both ways. Me too. I, I wrote you know? in my notes you don't here. Know. I wrote in like the, my things. I loved that she mentioned yeah. Sasha and, Be- and Bailey because it was very much like a, oh, we're not them. I love foreshadowing <laughs> in television and movies and wrestling. I like when it's done like that. You yeah. know, when it's like, oh, we're, that's not going to be us. And you're like, well, now it's going to be you guys. That's yeah. clearly going to be you guys, too. Um, so, yeah, no, I like that. Um, <laughs> my get, my, this is just like pure speculation, but mm-hmm. I could see Charlotte winning the title at SummerSlam. Sure. Becky being pissed because she feels like, she, you know, she should have won. Right. Beats her down. Then they feud, and you know, they feud, you know, Hell in a Cell. I think Hell in a Cell is before oh, yeah, yeah, Evolution. Yeah. They feud for a little bit, and then Becky wins the Women's Championship at Evolution. As a heel. As a heel. <sighs> Interesting. I, 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 I kind of like that a little and bit. And then I could see Becky and Charlotte kind of still going back and forth for the next little bit, yeah. you know, for the next few months until we lead to Royal Rumble, and Charlotte gets the title back at the end of their feud. Yeah. Still. Maybe Ronda wins the Rumble or something like that, and maybe we get you know something along those lines. Oh, that's a good point. That could work out. That I don't way know. Too. This, this is literally just me guessing. Yeah. But, but like, if I feel like if I feel like 
when WrestleMania season comes around, like Charlotte should be one of the you know should be this, yeah. the the women's championship. There's the women's champion on SmackDown, and Ronda should win the women's Royal Rumble, and they can at least. I don't know if she'll pick her, but the idea of that happening. I think that there's money there. That would be a fantastic match. And if you threw Oscar in there as a triple threat, that oh. would be incredible. Oh. A triple That'd threat cool. of Charlotte, Oscar, and uh, Ronda would be so much fun. That'd be awesome. Um, the the other thing you point out with with uh, with Charlotte, it could be that uh, another possibility. What you just said, and we'll move on here in a second. Charlotte, like Becky, could put her finishing move on Carmella and be ready for the pin, and Charlotte comes in and knocks her or something, and then takes the pin away from her. That's possible because they keep foreshadowing as well. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, which is what the iconic said. Yeah. So that's certainly possible. We'll that's see. what I could see happening. That's yeah. just my guess. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to this very funny segment. The New Day all of a sudden are back on TV more than they were before. So it's great. Once again, what we talked about the other day, sometimes you go away at the right time. And when you come back, people have been like waiting for you to come back so they enjoy your stuff. This Kramer Kingman stuff was genius. <laughs> I did not see it coming. At all puts on the wig. Uh, Kofi Kingston does does interview with uh, with uh, with uh, Biggie and and uh, and uh, Xavier Woods, and it was really funny. Oh yeah, and, and and Renee loved it too. It was great. I for a split second when he started putting the wig on, I thought he was going to be Trump. Oh yeah, and I got I was like, oh god, oh, shit. oh god, you know? like, and I was like, oh okay, he's not Trump. He's just a guy with a blonde wig on that looks like a Trump oh, wig, kind of. Um, because it, you know that pack was a Trump costume. You could tell it was like the yeah. blue t- or the red tie, the blue jacket. It looked like a Trump costume, but yeah. still, uh, I, I love the segment. I thought I, they're great. Yeah, they are great. Like so you fun. said, they are so re-energized since coming back. Yeah. you know, since you know, kind of being seen again on TV more. Uh, and God bless them for coming up with the things they do. I mean, this yeah. was su- such an out of left field thing, you know. Like, what? Where? Did, I, I don't even know where some of that comes from. Yeah. But I, I love when it does, and it was hilarious. I just think it's great that they're getting licensed. Let's. Let's. I, I want to say this as delicately as I can. Sometimes with black wrestlers in the history of WWE, it has gone into the kind of character or stereotype caricatures or stereotypes that are uncomfortable when we look back now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what the new day have done is walk this incredible line of being funny, doing these gyrations, doing all the things they're doing, but never losing their like alpha status and I think that's really difficult to walk and I just can't uh, reinforce that enough the kudos I want to give to all three of those guys for for walking that line so effectively so well and for creative letting them have that wide berth because those guys are all naturally funny dudes yeah. and it just works and it's it's nice to see them get like a little bit of creative license with stuff yes. you know I mean I mean pancake power there's, yeah there's no way that that Vince and the creative <laughs> were coming up with some of these <laughs> yeah. things you know I mean and, and, and bootios they were not coming up with bootios well and you always hear about you know the old time you know the, the, the attitude air guys the 80s guys talking about like you know the best characters are when they're an extension of themselves yes and this is one of the few people in all of wwe who truly feels like an extension of themselves yeah. i mean obviously it's exaggerated you know Biggie oh, sure, is very sure, sure. exaggerated uh you know all the above but but, but regardless yeah uh, it's it's one of those things that actually feels organic when you watch it yeah. It doesn't feel forced you know so there can be so many funny you know funny things that happen in wwe that are just so forced on you yeah you know so forced and this was, you know, they always do things where you're like, that's a great idea. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. That's not, that's not like something you're like, oh, okay, we get it. They like, they like pancakes. You're like, oh, that's great. They pour pancakes on that kid's face, you know? <laughs> no one gets me to come real close to buying light colored shirts like the New Day do. I, <laughs> I never do it, but I always come up like, orange does not look good on me. Light blue is not going to look good on me, but I think I consider it. That's for sure. It, uh, it, 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 it won't. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Don't do it. Because I always, I have like a yellow shirt that I, I have like a yellow shirt and a purple shirt and I'm like, yeah, I could wear these, and then I put it on, and I'm like, 
You should wear this out in public, dude. Don't, don't wear this out. I have an Iron Sheik shirt that I never wear because it's yellow. I never <laughs> wear it. All right, AJ Styles. We cut to AJ Styles. He responds to Samoa Joe. Says Joe threw their friendship away from last week. Starts talking about like, you knew my wife. You referenced my wife. You knew my wife. You knew my kids. Like it's, it's getting personal. This is like uh, we've seen these storylines play out before between friends. This is kind of a version of it that's not as like uh, as dark as we've seen before. But I like that they're going this route with this this idea of friendship, you know. And Joe's just smiling in the back watching AJ. What did you think of this promo, man? Well, you know, I mentioned it uh, when we were talking about the Randy Orton promo. But, yeah. you know, I like that it adds a little wrinkle into Smojo. You know, this whole time we've seen Smojo on the roster. Mm-hmm. We know he's a big, tough dude who likes choking people out. Right. But for the most part, he's kind of always been like a – his character has been that he is a badass in the ring. Yeah. But he, he's not really, like, calling people's family out. He's not throwing low blows. And I like that this – it almost – you know, this promo from AJ, while it might not have been the best AJ Styles promo. Sure. Um Dad AJ, like like being tough dad AJ, I don't know if it necessarily played for me because it was like, yeah, I'm a crappy dad and I feel bad about it. And it was right. like, a, well, that's kind of sad, well, you know? Joe's kind of right. Yeah, then you're like, yeah, yeah that's kind of <laughs> how I looked at it when I was watching it. Um, but I did like that, it, you know, when he talked about how, you know, we used to eat pizza together. You knew my wife. Right. You knew my kids. We had an apartment. You know, we shared an apartment complex. I liked it because it was like, oh. Joe is taking it to another level because yeah. that's how bad he wants to be champion. Right. Joe has had his opportunities um, and and failed. You know, right. he, he hasn't been the champion in WWE yet. He was the NXT champion. He was a dominant NXT champion. Yes. But since being called up, he hasn't had the same success. And I, I like that it added that little bit of like, oh, damn, Samoa Joe, he's, he's taking it to the next level. He's crazy. Even by cutting to him in the backstage area yeah. and him kind of like, <laughs> as he's watching it, like he liked <laughs> – that he, you know, he he la- he was laughing at at AJ being pissed about everything he said last week, right. and that you know, it made him look like an like a human troll, you yeah. know, like a tr- like a real life troll out of the internet. You know, seeing yeah. them like <laughs> they laughed at the mean thing I said about their family. <laughs> he almost he almost needed like a mustache to twirl, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked so well. I mean, it like really similar with the Randy Orton thing, you know, there are. There are things in wrestling that just work. Yeah, you know there are things that just that you just can pull out of the, the toolbox, the, the out of your magic hat that are like, well, these are things that worked twenty years ago. They'll, yep. they'll probably still work now. And, and this was one of them. You know, the going at you know when you play um, back in the night, I've seen people are playing it more again, but that extreme warfare revenge game. Oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know it's it's one of those things where it's like it's one of the classic vintage like talk shit about his family. Great, and then it works. You know, and and and. It, and it, and like I said last week, this this needed it. It needed to not just be another Absolutely. AJ Styles dream match, you yeah. know. It needed, yeah. especially because it's like we saw with Nakamura, not a dream match yeah. when you do it twenty times, and and also we don't just, we don't want to copy and paste like we've seen on Raw. Right. Raw was such a copy and paste thing, and I like that they're trying their best to make this different than the other AJ Styles, you know, feuds. Yeah. However. Like I said, just stop. I don't know if calling yourself a shitty dad is going to get you <laughs> cheered by everybody. I mean, yeah, like, I agree. You know, agree like that, we get, we, we all know you want to buy an Xbox for your kid, and he probably wants to play the Xbox. Yeah, let's be, be honest. honest. <laughs> let's be honest, AJ. We know you're the one playing the Xbox that you want to buy your kid. But, but, but yeah, I mean, I just effective, yes, but yeah. AJ. Mm. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't the best AJ Styles promo. I, I can't disagree with you. I think I feel the same way. He gave away some of his power in the feud. 
by admitting to his uh, uh, failings as a dad. And I don't know why they went that route. Maybe that it felt that uh, Samoa Joe wasn't getting over strongly enough with his promos about AJ's uh, uh, shortcomings as a dad. But overall, I thought it was. I, I agree with you. I think it's a, a new way to walk this uh, walk this uh, uh, feud into this new thing for AJ to do, and I like that. So we'll see if they go even darker next week with Samoa Joe if it brings out one of AJ's kids or oh, something. God, or like a like Dominic. Like that would be the next. Yeah, right. Oh my God, if Waiting they go the Dominic route with AJ, oh with AJ Styles, one of his kids, and he has to get the tattoo of that kid oh. removed if he loses the match. <laughs> That's what I want to see. AJ oh my God. has to get one of his oh. kids. I want Joe removed. picking up one of AJ's kids from school and interviewing oh. as he drives him around home. <laughs> that would be brilliant because AJ is late picking up his kid because he's held up at the office doing stuff with WWE. You've been watching. That. Too, you've been watching too much Glow because I brought it up before we were playing. I got to that episode where yeah. Liberty Bell yes. forgets about her kid. Yes. I, also, <laughs> speaking of uh, a callback, someone. Pointed out to uh, oh. to me on the in the comments of our last show, yeah. Uh, I think it was last SmackDown review or recap. Um, your idea about the the rogue referee falling oh, yes. in love with the woman. Apparently, I think Impact did do that once. All right, doesn't I'm, count. If it's I'm not going to count it if it's Impact. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. They tried everything at Impact, so it doesn't really like you know. Uh, you know, I, I, it was Madison Rain, I think it was, and Hebner. Yes. That does not work because Hebner's too damn old. You got to find me people that are contemporary in terms of age, then I'll believe it. So, yes, it's been done, but not really. So you could be done better. Yes, yeah, could be saying. done better. Is what and effectively. All right. Well, it, it, we cut to Aiden English with this promo with Lana and uh, Rusev having their conversation, which. I was a little weird. It's like they put it all away. Like any problems, they all seem fine. Aiden and they accepted him. They, they I don't think this is working for me. I'll be honest with you, man. Aiden, Aiden coming and apologizing, and then they all just hug him and say, "It's oh, it's totally cool." And then he goes out and he ends up costing the match again between uh, uh, Lana and Zelina. To me, overall, this isn't exciting me. I, I think you got to move Aiden English out of the damn way. And let them fight. I agree with you, but okay. Do you think that because I. Th- my guess as to what they're trying to do with Aiden and and uh, Rusev right yeah. now is I think they're trying to use Aiden English to create more sympathy for Rusev and Lana as sympathetic babyface characters. Is this a way of moving away from the heel? To, but but, moving he, a, but he was just a heel against AJ. He was, but I think that, and I think that's why they're trying this. To, yeah. Like you're going to keep feeling bad that Aiden keeps interfering. You want Rusev to win again. Right. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be as effective as they th- as they think it is. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm with you. It's at, at a certain point, like just kick the shit out of Aiden. English. Yeah. What What are you saying okay to him for at this right. point? He's messed up so many year matches. He is clearly a problem right now. Right. My guess, and I don't know this, but this is just my guess. I'm wondering now if if Aiden English turns on them at SummerSlam. Yes. And because. You know, because he just wanted to be your. I just wanted to be your friend, and you wouldn't let me. Yes. And what if he joins the duo of Zelina Vega? I said and that last week. Did you say that last yes, week? Yes, I said that last week, and I said he will come out and sing it in Spanish. I Their intro. You, I, yeah, I like it. Es now, el, now I'm with it. Es el día de Alba. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did say that. Like that. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm with it now. I think I, that, I, I think that's where they're going with it. It's yeah. got, it's only that would make sense at this point. We're yeah. only because I thought SummerSlam was two weeks away. But I think it's only one week away. Uh, it's uh, it's next. It's not this Sunday. It's next Sunday. Next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so we'll, I mean, we'll do a preview for yeah, it. Yeah. I'm sure on the. I'm sure you'll announce that. But like, yeah, that 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 to me is what I. It yeah, feels I think more you're right. I think now after watching this week, it's. If they don't do that, it, then this will all have been for nothing. Then. Yeah, like yeah. I get that it's building sympathy for Lana and Zelina Vega. Um, I'm sorry, Lana and and, and, and Rusev. Rusev. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, I'm I'm over the Aiden English thing. I want them to yeah. do something, you know, move move on from it. Do you think though? But also make up your mind, Ryan. Are is he a heel or is he a face? Is he a heel or is he? it can't go match to match? No, you're right. It's frustrating. I'm hoping that this is the final straw to his face turn. He is a face. He is a face. People love Rusev. I love Rusev. Honestly, Vince, in any version, Vince is the only, Vince is the only one who thinks he's a heel at this yeah. point. I mean, yeah. everyone thinks he's a face, and and and. But this is the first time on TV-wise where they are at least treating him like a face. Yes, agreed. Face things are happening. We're like, we're, we're finally for the first time moving in that direction. Yeah. And if they see Aiden English as the anchor to him being in heel, then please drop that anchor and get away from him because yeah. I, I, I need the, the Rusev ship to sail forward towards a world title win eventually. I want him coming out in a mariachi outfit and singing the damn thing. I, I love that. that. I love it. <laughs> um, Question for you. Did, was this match better than the match last week with, between Lana and Zelina? It's about the same, right? Yeah, I felt it was about I thought Lana had some nice, strung together some nice moves, though. Yeah. You could tell that there's a, there's a determination yep. in this match that there wasn't as fully realized in the last match. I do think they blew the spot at the end. Like, Lana had to do the work because Aiden came in just a little bit too early. It, it did look a little right? awkward. Yeah, Lana was still awkward. on the bottom rope with one foot, so she had to throw herself over after the hit happened, so kudos to her for doing that. But Yeah, I, it was similar to, like, her uh, spin Rooney last week. Like, oh, I like, yeah. I love her dedication. Yes. You know, people want to talk shit, whatever, but, like, I like that even though it got a little messed up on Aiden's side of the thing, that she, she covered for it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, she did it. She, and that's what you got to do. And yeah. I like Zelina's two knees. I thought Zelina had a good match. I thought they both had a good match. So we'll see you know, how it goes I, as a mixed like, match. And I like that they're they're you know being paired as equals. Yeah, you know I like yeah. that it's not necessarily my manager. I like I like Andrade playing the the ring man to her now too. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, and it's two different styles. Yeah. Because Zelina is thinner or smaller than Lana. Lana's a, a, just kind of a bigger, stronger person. So you can tell in comparison that they're two different styles going at each other. So I think there's a good match waiting to happen between them. But certainly, the probably a mixed tag is 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 going to happen. So uh, all right, Shinsuke and our truth, our truth, who uh, Ryan informed me last week is good friends with Vince. Apparently, wants to be on TV again. So now they're putting him through these things. And Ty Dillinger popped up, which was a little weird. Uh, they did this, and then he talked about he needed to pin Carmella. What? Explain this to me, Ryan. Uh, I will explain to you that this was my favorite segment of the show because that was one of the funniest. I, when he said, uh, I'm going to do what everyone has to do, pin Carmella, I was like, that is great. I, that is great. And then when he when Nakamura started speaking Japanese uh, back to him was and great. he was like, I can't repeat what he just said. I was like, this is great. You know, there was a time when I pegged R-Truth in the same light as I, you know, I, I saw him in the same light as I see Randy Orton okay. or Bobby Roode, where I was like, you know, when I see R-Truth, I fast forward. Like, uh, there was a uh -huh. point where I was like, you know what, over, I don't care, right. fast forward, uh, what's up, the whole thing, I was over it. Yeah. But when he turned to this newer version of his character, yeah. I was a little more intrigued. Yeah. Tonight, last night, last night was the first time in a while where I was like, you know, there's still money in our truth. Yes. Right? I thoroughly agree with you. Like, I, I know as he much recently as got I surgery. didn't want to do it. Yeah, as much as I didn't ever think <laughs> I would say that sentence, <laughs> there's still money in our truth. Yeah. He looked energized. He looked refreshed. Yeah. He had, you know, that recent surgery where clearly it's helped him in the ring. Yeah. He's funny. He's drinking baby's blood again because he has no goddamn wrinkles on his face. <laughs> he is 95 years old and he still looks like he's 32. It's incredible. It, it really is. When it's I, insane. When I was looking at him, I was like, you know, 
That guy hasn't aged in forever. He's been wrestling since the late 80s. What are we talking about here? It's insane to me how good he looks. And the thing is, uh, what is the Ty Dillinger thing? Am I missing that? Was that on NXT or something? Like, no. Is this I, a new pairing now? I was very confused yeah. by Ty Dillinger's inclusion there. However... Um, I thought it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. It made me laugh. Like, it made me laugh. And, and you know, <laughs> I, I think that our truth is better when he's got, like, like when he when he has someone to play off Agreed. of, you know. So I like that they are like they know that like he needs the other person who's like the viewer, yeah. With him, like like who is almost translating what's happening for the viewer on screen, who's like living the what, like, what are you talking about? But yeah. he's still out here, you know. Uh, Ty was there. Ty goes, no, no, we don't do that. No, 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 we don't pin Carmella. <laughs> we don't fight the women. No, and then no, no, he was no. like, don't be silly. I'm not gonna fight Renee Young or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And Shinsuke, like, so before he talked to Japanese, Shinsuke was funny with Renee as well. I, I dude, Shinsuke, Heel Shinsuke is my favorite Shinsuke. The, the way he jokes through these uh, questions and the way it's okay, Renee. The little things that he, do, he does, I just love it to pieces. So, and then they came out and he fought him and, and he beat him, right? right? Shinsuke he did, beat but him. Like but I, it was a good but, match. But it was a good match. It was a good match. And I like, and you know, maybe I hadn't noticed this in the past, but that submission move that mm-hmm. Nakamura was doing, I liked it. Yeah. I almost wanted him to win with it. Yeah. I almost like, you know, I like him having like a submission move in his arsenal. Why that shouldn't he, could, he? That he can beat people with. Because I know yeah. that back in the day he used the arm bar. Right. Um, but that's kind of like a lot, a lot of people are taking that. I've taken that move. Yeah. And if anyone's arm barring anyone in WWE now, it's, it's Ronda. So, yeah, or Becky Lynch. Or Becky Lynch. Well, she has like her. that reverse. Yeah, she has the reverse Yeah, one, she's right. got the reverse one. But uh, no, I liked it. And because at first he almost went for like a, the go-go plata, but then he kind of like got confused yeah. and stopped doing it. But it looked cool. I was into yeah. it. Um, I've always thought that like leg triangle thing was cool. Um, and I liked Archer's new gear. It, yeah. was, it didn't have like the the old school, like like, like the, the airbrush is has a little played out. Yeah, so he didn't yeah, have yeah. like the airbrush pants. He's kind of had like some cool cargo shorts. Not cargo shorts. Those aren't cool. They're shorts. He said shorts. He had shorts. <laughs> Um, well, cargo shorts capris. are fine, man. Capris. That's, that's the, the word capris, I was looking that's for. Right. Yeah, the capris. capris. I'm with you on the cargo shorts, Listen, dude. I wish people would stop bashing cargo shorts. They are effective. They're good shorts. They're good shorts. They're good shorts, everyone. Like, don't <laughs> shit talk on cargo shorts. I'm tired like, of people telling us we can't wear cargo shorts. And I've been shamed. Like, these, I don't, I hate these shorts. I ha- These shorts I have on, I hate them the pockets are small yeah. there's not a pocket on the side they're the, they're kind of shorter <laughs> and everyone's like oh yeah that's what's in now no we should all fight against these crappy shorts that are supposedly in and we should all be rallying against bringing back cargo shorts yeah. as a cool thing i see wrestling shirts are part of like pop culture now you know yeah. drake's walking around in razor ramon shirt drake do us a favor please Go wear cargo shorts. Every yeah. rapper, please go wear cargo go shorts. Go start wearing cargo shorts so they'll get cool again and we can all be comfortable when we're walking around <laughs> in shorts. I had no idea that this was a thing until recently, and my friend's wife was telling us that a lot of women hate these cargo shorts. They campaigned to have men stop wearing cargo shorts. You get a purse! We have to carry stuff. You think? Like, our pockets aren't big enough to carry all the stuff we have to carry. Cell phones, keys, wallets, uh, other things, paraphernalia, work things, tools, whatever. We need stuff. Do you think? Oh, these people. Do you yeah. think this anti-cargo movement is, yeah. a, is, a fem- is like a female conspiracy? I don't think it's a female. I think there are some people. <laughs> I think it's always it's a female because I don't want to get us in hey, trouble. I'm just, you but know. I'm saying, hey, this I'm, is where I first heard his friend's wife. So I'm not saying it's a female conspiracy, but that was a source. I'm not against this theory is all I'm saying. Because I most of the time when I tweet about cargo shorts, it's something I tweet about in the past because I finally was like, all right, fine. 
uh, I, I give in. I won't wear it. So I went to, like, yeah. shopping recently, and I had to, like, sadly tweet a picture of the cargo short area. And I was like, fine, guys, you win. <laughs> I won't buy anything from this area. And then all the guys were like, no, dude, wear right. the cargo shorts. Right. Wear them. Um, so I still, have my, I still have my camo cargo shorts, at least. So. All right. I, I wear the lighter fabric now because of summer and everything, but I still enjoy cargo shorts. I just can't. I can't, I've got a couple pair of those. They drive me nuts. They, they drive. They're just not in the room. I hate them. Yeah, I hate them. I stuff. hate them. I hate them. <laughs> okay, let's cargo move. shorts. Go crash that cargo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we had the. Then we had a backstage interview with Miz and Daniel Bryan. Daniel, good little promo by Miz, I thought. And then Daniel rolls in and goes insane. And Miz. Destroys him with a vase. Like, that looks scary, dude. That looked way too real for me. The sound of it was unsettling. And then the way Daniel Bryan kind of slowly got up, it scared the hell out of me, man. It looked so real. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, I wasn't super into the promo. It was kind of like, yeah, that's what we've heard. Yeah, yeah. We've heard. But you see him getting angrier, which yeah, I like. Him getting He's getting more though. frustrated. Me too. I did like that. Like, his, his, yeah. his anger level's increasing. But I was like, you know, you mentioned this to me uh, right before we started recording yeah. that. If uh, you know, you know, you're doing like a great job on tell the, the performer is doing a great job when you don't want to look at your phone. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the times where I was like, I'm starting to go towards my phone. Like I was like, oh, this is kind of <laughs> losing me. He's kind of losing me. And then when Daniel Bryan found him, yeah. and we saw Daniel Bryan now knows the secret location <laughs> and rushing, I was like, whoop, phone down, I'm back in this. And then they started going at it. And then yeah. when he hit him with the vase, oh. I was like, oh, this is all right. Yeah, like yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Man. But at the same time. They are really doing Daniel Bryan no favors. Yes. I mean, my theory from last week is that it seems like Daniel hasn't given them the green light on whether he's signing again. Only for this only furthered my suspicion of that because it was like they're really doing a job, like doing a they're really trying to get Miz over here. This is not Daniel Bryan's comebacks against Miz so far. This is so far been Miz kind of, you know, the Miz party, you know? So uh, you know. I'm very interested to see what happens at SummerSlam because of that. You know, I, I if he loses here, there's a real bad sign for yeah. his future in WWE. I agree. But and also Total Bell is four. The new season Total Bell season four just yeah. got renewed, which also makes me think that maybe he is re signing and that all this is just part of the show. I I just want a great match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like if they took so long to finally get this going, and I think they're ahead of schedule. I think they didn't think they were going to have to do the Daniel Bryan Miz thing this early. Me too. But it works. It's working right now because there is genuine heat between those guys. I don't know if uh, maybe they've achieved a mutual respect like Cena and The Rock did eventually, but there feels like there's still genuine heat between those two dudes. And so when Daniel Bryan was coming real close to some of those fake punches that they do in wrestling, he was coming real close. And oh, yeah. So, it went, so the, that's why the vase shattering like felt so real because they did a great job of, of making it feel that way. And so... Uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll see. I think they're really, uh, yeah. they are really one of those professional rivalries where, like, they are two guys who push each other to be better. As yeah. much as you would have never expected that when Daniel Bryan first debuted and Miz was going to be his, yeah. his uh, you know, mentor or whatever. Yeah. And everyone was like, what? Miz is Daniel Bryan's mentor? Right. Um, but ever since then, they really have done a good job of, of elevating each other. They always yeah. elevate each other. And I, I, I really am excited for this match. Yeah. I, I think that. These two have the ability, and we're going to get to the main event. Yeah. But these two have the ability to put on a match uh, 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 that will blow everyone away Agreed. just as much as that match. If they were given as much time as New Day and the bar were given on oh, SmackDown yeah. this week, if they get that much time at SummerSlam and they are actually saying, like, hey, blow the doors yeah. off. Like, like, blow everyone away. Go kill it. 
I, I honestly believe that they would put on maybe the match of the year. Yeah. It's certainly possible. They certainly have all the components to be able to do that. Uh, all right. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers did a backstage promo, whatever that was all about. Uh, I guess it, it like, like, I don't know. I don't need them to talk. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Just show up with the hammers and handle your business. All this other extra stuff. You don't need it. I, I, the only thing I'll say about this one is that I, I at least appreciated that they took some of it. Like they tried to have it be short. Yeah. They didn't want them to have a talk a lot, and it didn't feel as hokey as some of the other ones have felt. It was just two guys talking shit from the backstage area. So I, I like that, but yeah, I agree with you. Right. I, I don't need them talking. Yeah. The, 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 the thing that came up next where they beat up the jobbers. Yeah. Was just as effective. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. Got the job done. Yeah. So, what was the point of all of that? Uh, yeah, they beat up the three jobbers, which is so boring as hell to to watch. I don't know why they need a squash match. I don't know why they need a squash. They're already champions. Yeah. Why would the champions need a squash match? It makes no sense. Like why? It, it made absolutely no sense. Right. Uh, the other thing that made just no bring sense out in this the ascension. Match- just bring and have them job. <laughs> it just makes no sense. The other thing that made no sense in this match was that guy's beard. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. was that? Why did that he have a white weird. beard? Yeah. I was like very confused to get attention. I imagine random. And I also thought peacocking. That... <laughs> uh, and I also thought that one guy looked totally like Santino Morello, yeah. right? <laughs> like it was crazy. Like I was like, is that Santino? I thought he retired. Like I thought it was know? Mission Impossible. I thought I was going to pull the mask off. the <laughs> Santino the whole time. <laughs> I follow you. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to it, man. New Day versus the Bar, dude. Ryan, I don't know if I can if I have the words to do this match justice. All I can tell you is like it was a complete surprise that this match blew the doors off the show and really surprise it was like a growing surprise. It wasn't like, "Oh great, I was looking forward to this match." I was more like, "Okay, let's see what happens." And then as the match went on, I was like, "This is becoming pay-per-view level." And then when it became pay-per-view level, you're like, "This is incredible." When you counter that with a 20-minute uh, a Constable Corbin Roman Reigns match, this is the match. This is what should have happened on Raw. You wish this would have been on Raw. This is on SmackDown. And it kicked ass. God, I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned Constable Corbin and Roman. But this literally, I think, was given the same amount of time yes, as that match. That was their showcase match on Raw. This wow. is their showcase match. Wow, crazy. SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, I and and you know, I unfortunately. I had I didn't watch it till today, so I saw the reaction that like first I saw James's tweets last night from yeah. the wrestling shoot account saying how good the match was, and then I started seeing more and more people say the same thing, yeah. and I was like, oh, I really gotta watch this match. I was like, I gotta give this my full attention, <laughs> you know, put the phone down, put the phone we were, down as yeah. we were discussing. So I was like, oh, and, was, and you know, it. I think this whole episode was a lesson of old school things work. Yeah, you know, taking old things and and applying it to to new wrestlers will always work. Yep. You know, we'll, they'll always work in wrestling. Wrestling pro wrestling is one of those things where as long as you put a little bit of a different spin on it, um it'll yep. work. And and this was one of those things where at, you know, tag team wrestling was was showcased here. It wasn't four guys wrestling yep. in a you know, where two guys were forced together. It was actual like tag team wrestling. Yep. It was tag team maneuvers. It was innovative tag outs and tag ins mm-hmm. and and it was innovative things throughout the match that played into it being a tag team match. Yeah. And, and that's why I think it did so well. I mean, some of those near falls I was I was here in the office. I wasn't in my living room, and I was trying so hard not to be like, oh, 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 like when he, uh, 
there was one like when there was like a time when they when they had knocked Kofi out of the ring, yes. and I was like, oh, like in my desk. There was a time when Kofi did that tornado DDT yeah. off of like the um, uh, the guardrail right. or whatever. I was like. Whoa, that was crazy. Right. Even, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus doing the the kind of like tag team where Cesaro did the superplex and Sheamus did the the jump off the top rope with just a knee to his shoulder. Yeah. Very basic knee to the shoulder. I loved it. I was yeah. like, man, these guys are kicking each other's asses in a believable manner. Um, and it was great. You know, yeah. it was great. And what was also a good added element to this, Ryan, is that you could see WWE going either way. They could have actually let the bar win or New Day win, which which – most of the times you can predict on these house oh, these in essence these these house shows that who's going to win. You can predict on these programs who's going to win, but in this one, they could have easily gone either way, fifty fifty. And so to me, that added another element to the match that was exciting because yep. I didn't know you didn't know which other going. And there were numerous times where it looked like either team was going to win because they had the two to one advantage in those situations. Yeah, there's not a time often when you're watching Raw or SmackDown where near falls are believable. You yes. Know, you, Usually, I would say like ninety percent of the time when you're watching the match, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially on Raw or SmackDown, you know who's going to win. Yes, match. and even if you don't, you don't normally care. Yeah, you're right. like, it's not like, a well, big it's deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Who cares? It's like okay, the Riot Squad's going to beat Sasha and Bailey right. this week. Sasha and Bailey's going to beat Riot Squad next week. Whatever, you right. know, um, Mojo, Bobby Roode, insert whoever. But exactly. but this is one of those ones where there were actual stakes on the line. Yeah, uh, you know, and and furthermore, you know. You mentioned this about New Day when we were talking about their, um, their the backstage interview segment. Yeah, but they had they had a little bit of time away. You know, they they, they the audience got to miss them, and the bar were the same way. I mean, the bar yeah. out of everybody since the superstar shakeup, they've done up. They, they literally were on the sidelines, not doing anything with them. And yeah. I, I think there were multiple reasons for that. I don't think it was like. Um, you know, a reflection of their talent mm-hmm. or their characters or, or anything like that. I have a feeling there were lots of factors. Yeah. Injuries, um, just lots of, lots, sure. lots of different factors. Sure. But this was one of the times where you see that time away can help out a wrestler enormously. Yeah. You know, having some sort of break was huge for all these guys. Mm-hmm. They were all so refreshed. I mean, Cesaro puts on amazing matches. He really does. That's his thing. You know, he's a he's a best bout machine like Kenny Omega, you know. <laughs> and 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 I think that he was ready. To, he had a lot of time off. Yeah. He was ready to put on a dope match. He was, you know, man. he was he was ready. And I think the New Day were the same way. I mean, you know, they really haven't really had a lot going on. No, they they exactly. wrestled the Usos a little bit here. Right. And there. But but for the most part they had not been the permanent fixture they mm-hmm. once were like when they were on Raw. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that it really was uh, – it did so much for both teams. For me, it really – you know, I never really – the bar never clicked for me on Raw. I agree with you a thousand percent to me either. Yet this version of them, whatever they did in the hiatus, I love them now. Right? I really do, man. You know what I think the difference was is on Raw when they first got put together, I think that – it was so obvious that they were like, we don't know what to do with these two guys. Right. We have them do this feud. The now seven together. series. Seven, seven match series. series yeah. Didn't matter. Put them together. And it it never felt organic, like we were mentioning yeah, with yeah, New yeah. Day. It never felt like they were friends. It never felt like this is something you were, that was going to last for a long time. Uh, Cesaro has hopped between tag team to tag team to tag team. Right, right. I don't think it felt like this was going to be a thing. Um, even when they started calling themselves The Bar. Yeah. WWE didn't call them the bar. They were right. calling them Cesaro and Sheamus on TV, so it was like, 
it was like they were trying to force the name of the bar. Right. And, and then in their time off, it seems like they spent a lot of time together as friends. I mean, if you follow them on yeah, social media, yeah. they were doing all these things together. They were going to soccer games together. They right, were hanging we're out. Up. They were working out. They were broing out together. And you were like, oh, you know what? They kind of are friends now. Yeah. You know, they are boys. They've kind of been tagging for a year now. Uh, they are a tag team that are going to stick around. Yeah. And I think that this tag match was was proof that like they're forced to be reckoned with in the yeah. tag team division. I hated that they lost. I would have hated that any team lost. Right? And that's a rare match yeah. where I don't want it to end. And I, I, I immediately feel bad for the team that lost. And I want them immediately thrown into a triple threat match for the title. Yeah. Like, I think it should be the three of them going at it as a six-man tag. I really do. Because Kofi has come a long way for me in being believable against these bigger guys, right? And Kofi did a great job against the bar last night. And so I would like to see... I don't think that he can necessarily be believable doing the job against the Bludgeon Brothers. That seems to be a glorified squash match to me. So I don't know if, you know, if... I think including the bar makes it more believable yeah. that it can go either way. I, I, I'm in complete agreement there. I Although, you know... It seems like we're getting a triple threat tag team match for Raw, so I don't know if they want to necessarily do yeah. two of them like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a good point. But, but I'm with you. I feel like, you know, as much as I like the Bludgeon Brothers, I don't really like yeah, them that much. They're kind of boring. They're kind of boring. You know, they're they're just like not that. It's kind of, as much as I said that what's old can be new again, this isn't it. Yeah. As much as they want them to be a throwback to like a 80s kind of tough, big, brooding tag team this isn't it. I don't think it's it. Uh, the the mask. I, I honestly think keeping the mask, as much as Harper's mask looks cool, yeah. Rowan keeping his old mask was too much of a throwback to the Wyatts, yeah. and it was too confusing. And uh, and their reign as champions hasn't really been that interesting. They haven't really yeah. done much with them. Um, I mean, they're still wrestling three jobbers. You yeah. know, they're wrestling. Yeah. They're not even like, you know, so, yeah, I, I would like the tag team titles to be taken off of them. And you know what? I think the bar would be the best team to do it. I think absolutely. If that match last night, I absolutely would be down with the bar winning the match, winning the titles. Here's what I'll tell you. Uh, and I, Ryan, you know this, I'm sure, from all your experience watching professional wrestling. If you put the title on somebody and the title disappears, that's not a good thing. It's true. That's not a good thing. Nope. And I think the tag, nobody gives a crap that the tag team titles are around the Bludgeon Brothers. You get it that it made sense to put them on them because they're huge, but they're not over with the fans in that way. The bar and the, and especially New Day are over with the fans. So to me, it makes it feel like the reason they're going to give it to the New Day if they do win it is because they want people to see the titles again. Bring some relevance back yeah, to it. Bring some relevance back to it. And you can turn, you put the Bludgeon Brothers back in some other feud or whatever. But to me, I, that just makes the most sense. I even think the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, we were talking on Raw this week about Mojo Raleigh. Yeah. I think the Bludgeon Brothers would be best served by being sent back to NXT. Uh, I agree with you a thousand percent. Or even, honestly, just Rowan. Listen, but the- I honestly, I, that's what I want. I want. I don't think Harper needs to go back to NXT. Okay. Harper as himself would be over. That cool mask is sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I just think Rowan drags him down. Mm-hmm. Rowan drags him down. You know, I don't think there's as much interest in Rowan. And I think that, you know... Braun was a breakout star yeah. from the Wyatt family. Obviously, Bray Wyatt is is someone they love. Yeah. Harper has never really gotten his mm-hmm. due as a singles guy, and I think it's because he gets tagged with you know he gets stuck with Rowan. Well, and people start people say, oh, injuries, blah 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 blah. But in the end, you have opportunities. If you can't make the opportunities work and you can't get over with the fans. Sometimes you have to accept the truth of it, and it sucks. I know it sucks, 
but obviously you have skill. You're just not over. So I mean, he is the least over part of that act ever. Yeah, which I thought, and I thought Strowman was going to be. Me too. I, when he first showed up, I'm like, okay, another big dude is going to do have five moves in his arsenal and, and not have any charm or personality. Great. And I can't believe Strowman is the one right? that came out of that whole Wyatt family. More so than Braun. Yeah, more I mean, so than, than Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah, and will stay that way yeah. to the end. Yeah. That guy is a super star to the end. Yeah, absolutely. Spe- so, yeah. Speaking of superstar to yeah. the end and breaking out from the pack, I think another thing that I noticed while watching this match is that as much as I love New Day, yeah. Biggie needs that singles push. How dare you? No, no, I don't want them to break up. <laughs> no, I, don't get me wrong. I don't want them to break up. I want them to can still be a unit. How dare you? But, yeah. <laughs> but Biggie needs that singles push. I agree. I mean, Biggie, the flurry that he had, the, the crowd behind him. I don't think you should change one thing about Big E's gimmick. Yeah. I don't think you should break up New Day. Nothing. I just think that, you know, similar, you know, I my favorite faction of all time is DX. I know that, you know, some people might like, I, I know, some people might like NWO more. Some people might like Four Horsewomen. Or, sorry, Four oh, Horsemen. How dare you? Four Horsemen <laughs> more. Uh, and other stables. My personal favorite is DX. Fair and enough. I always liked the, the, the vibe of, you know, Triple H being... His guy, yeah. like the guy of the group, the main yeah. guy of the group. Because even you'll like this. My favorite DX isn't the Shawn Michaels DX. Huh? My favorite DX is with X Pac and the New Age Outlaws in yeah. China. That's that's the same oh, one I'm yeah, referring to. They, they were DX. awesome. They were the coolest version of DX. I don't care what anyone else says. That mm-hmm. DX was dope. I don't really care about Shawn Michaels DX that much. Um, I love the New Age Outlaws. I love X Pac. I love New Age Outlaws yeah. are great. Great. So top five tag team. Absolutely. So you know, I liked that. You know. There, the vibe of that stable was Triple H was the singles guy, yep. and then or, you know, the leader, and then there was you know New Age Outlaws around him, yeah. and then X Pac on the side in China or whatever. I think New Day would have that exact same vibe. Biggie should, and I know they all say that New Day themselves say they want Kofi to be that guy, right? But I don't think I the agree. WWE audience will ever accept Kofi Kingston as a world champion. The WWE audience will one hundred percent accept Biggie in the world title scene, mm-hmm. and Biggie needs. I don't necessarily know if I think that Biggie will get it without. If, if you were to break up and go heel yeah. or turn against New Day, I don't necessarily think that the the momentum will be behind him. I think that with New Day behind him, you could man, you could market the hell out of those guys. Absolutely, you know, you've already kind of hit your limit on what you can market with them as tag team. Right, uh, you know, they've done everything. They've been everywhere. But you know, there's always the complaint of like the you know, there's never been like a full black WWE champion, you there know. And, and, and dude, F- Biggie has has earned it. Yeah, Biggie was an NXT champion. He has been one of the most entertaining people on the main roster since yep. New Day. Um, you know, I, I just think that he could carry that torch. He could be someone that is funny on talk shows. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, doing all the things that a champion needs to do with New Day behind him. You I know, absolutely agree with you, man. I absolutely. Agree. I could. I, I look forward to the matches he would have with AJ or Samoa Joe or Rusev or any of these guys that are in the way in the title picture. He'd be fantastic, and he's been doing it since he popped up with Ziggler and AJ. How in, how insane is that? Remember that bear up? Like he's been the guy, and he's great on social media. He's very funny. This the back and forth he used to have with Celeste when she was on. Uh, when she was on. 
Ronda. She's coming back on the My Young Classic. Yep. The, the the back and forth they used to have were great. So yep. much, and you could tell. So that kind of vibe really works. And I agree with you. He would be great on talk shows. He'd be great in interviews. All that kind of jazz. And right, you'd finally put to rest the full black champion having the the actual belt, not the Universal Championship, not the WCW Championship, the WWE Championship. It would be great to have that once and for all. How ironic if it was Big E of all people, but it would work. I think it would work. And I think that, you know... Yeah, I don't think Kofi's... I agree with you. Kofi's Kofi's great for what he does. A lot of fun, high flyer, blah, 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 blah. But he ain't Edge. Edge is what rare guy who goes from high-flying, skinny guy, mid-carter, then boom goes into the world title picture and actually is believable. Yeah. Him and Shawn Michaels, those are rare. Those are not the rule. They're rare. It's true. And, you know, Kofi, unfortunately, already had a chance when they thought it was going to happen back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I just don't see Vince ever getting behind it. Right. But Vince loves big buff guys. He does. He loves big buff, big buff guys, body, you know, bodybuilders, yeah. uh, heavy lifters, all that kind of thing. That, that's Big E. You know, yeah. that's Big E all the way. And Big E, you know, he is culturally relevant like he yes. he has a better eye for things in pop culture than anyone else on, on the roster absolutely so i yeah i, I personally think uh sooner than later we need a biggie singles run all right all that's right. me you heard it from ryan satin there i agree <laughs> with him a thousand percent what do you guys think what'd you think of smackdown this episode did you like it did you enjoy some of the matches did you enjoy this last match did you think it was top five match of the year what do you think is going to happen with becky and charlotte you know, all those things. Shinska, what's going to be Shinsuke? Is he going to keep the belt or is he going to lose it? What's going to happen there? Let us know in the comments section below. Thanks again for watching and listening to the Collider Body Slam Smackdown recap and review. Uh, Ryan, what do you want to tell the fans? Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, check ProWrestlingSheet.com daily. Today, uh, if, you're, if you're watching this when we put it up, we're going to be having... Uh, <laughs> We're going to have a live blog about oh, yeah. everything going on at the May Young Classic. Oh, it's cool. your old yeah, co-host, Aaron, yeah, Aaron Turner, is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to be sending me updates throughout the throughout the tournament awesome. taping today and tomorrow. So we're going to have some live blogs up on that. But really, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, go check us out on video. I think you'll enjoy the video. Yeah. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe there, like the video, share it if it's something you're interested in, and vice versa. If you're watching this video right now, hello, you can see our faces. Uh, go go to our uh, YouTube. I'm sorry, go to our podcast feed. The audio feed uh it's on podcast one or itunes or wherever you get your podcasts it's wrestling sheet radio we've got a weekly slate of audio shows that goes out there uh we've got our recaps for raw and smackdown we've got top five with james and kevin we've got the flagship show wrestling sheet radio Mm -hmm. that comes out on fridays and uh yeah so please please go subscribe on there it helps us out leave a review uh, leave a, what's it called, just the stars or whatever. You yeah, know? ratings. <laughs> ratings, yeah. there we go. Leave a rating, leave a review, give us five stars. Uh, and yeah, and check us out on social media. It's at Wrestling Sheet on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter. I'm at Ryan Satin. I'm at The Roca Says, my homage to The Rock. And uh, what Ryan says is right. Uh, if you guys like pro wrestling content on Collider, you got to do a little bit of effort to show love. Subscribe, uh, leave comments, rate, review, the whole night. Download the podcast. You don't even have to listen to it. Download it. That gives us a download. Then delete it. Just that quickly. You can do that. Go to the YouTube page and hit like. That's all you have to do. Watch it for a minute. Leave it on the background. No noise on. We get the views. So those are the kinds of things that we need. If you want to keep pro wrestling content on Collider and promote what we've been doing here, what Ryan has definitely been doing as, as the leader in this, uh, in this arena, it would be awesome. So thanks again for watching us. We'll be back next week with another Collider Body Slam Smackdown recap and review. And we'll talk to you soon. Until then, Ryan, tell him. Oh, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet.
An excerpt from No One Asked for This by Cassie David. I never understood people advising others by saying, it's okay not to feel good all the time. Whoever said that wasn't okay? Who is so okay to the point where they need to be reminded that it's okay when they don't feel okay? When people reveal they get really bad anxiety, I'm dumbfounded because I've never not been anxious long enough to get anxiety. It doesn't leave, not ever. No One Asked for This is available everywhere books and audiobooks are sold. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.